This is Defender Radio. Defender Radio is brought to you by Gates Wildlife Control and the Association for the Protection of Fur-Bearing Animals. It's the week of December 8, 2014, and this is Michael Howley welcoming you to episode 209 of Defender Radio. Last week, we told you the story of Bella and the Paley family of Happy Valley Goose Bay in Labrador. Bella, a five-year-old lab mix, was caught in a terrifying leg hole trap within the town limits while out for a walk with Peg Pelly and the family's other dog, Whiskey. Bella damaged 17 of her teeth and severely bruised her paw while desperately trying to get free of the trap. A good Samaritan was able to get Bella loose, and the Paley family immediately sought out veterinary help. To get the specialized dental care, Peg, her daughter Megan, and Bella had to travel to Montreal, hundreds of kilometers from their home. The night before the surgery, Peg spoke with me about the harrowing ordeal, the treatment needed for Bella, and the support she has felt from both her local community and animal lovers across the country. Why don't we start? Tell me a bit about uh, Happy Valley Goose Bay uh, out there in Labrador. Um, while we've got listeners from coast to coast and some international, um, not many people will have been to that part of Labrador uh, outside of Gander or St. John's. So what's what's life like out in Happy Valley Goose Bay? Well, it's central Labrador. Uh, we serve a lot of uh, the outlying communities. And we only just recently... Um, had a road a couple of years ago put in that you can actually drive to the island now. Um, so that, that that road is still gravel. So we're pretty isolated out there. And um, but it's a, it's a warm, friendly, crazy little town. I gotta say. And uh, of course, hunting, fishing, snowmobiling, and the winter is seven months long. is is very popular there. And. Uh, what what kind of work do people do out in an area like that? Is it sort of service to all of the other remote communities, or is it... Uh... Um, partly. And, um, well, we have Muskrat Falls there recently, and that's that's a big uh, economy uh, thing there now. But mostly, yes, I'd say service to it. Like, there's no mine or anything like that. So what's what's your day to day like out there? Um, you know, I, I feel like I've I've read about you now, uh, all the different media stories and everything. But what what is your day to day with uh, you and the dogs? Well, I'm retired now. I retired last year. I actually retired on disability, and um, I spend all day with the dogs. The dogs are with me all the time. If I go out, they go with me, and you know. And uh, I like to take them up on this this uh, Centennial Street, it's called. Um, it's just up over the hill from where we live. But it's just, just a few industrial buildings there. And it's where the trails that you could take to go right down to the lake on Stonemobile or Quad in summer or whatever. Anyway, those trails is where we take the dogs for walks and, and stuff. Now, there's a road you can drive up there. You drive up there, and then you get out and, and walk around the trails. But the trap that uh, Bella got into was right out by the road, just just a couple of feet. And I imagine it's, it's quite 
popular in terms of uh, snowmobilers, dog walkers, hikers, things like that? Oh, yeah, there's there's people there all the time. There's people up there on snowmobile, and a lot of people walk their, their pets up there, most dogs. And, uh, yeah, it's a popular spot. It's, it's just it's right behind uh, a group of uh, great, big, beautiful new homes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it sounds very picturesque to me. Yes, nice. Um, so t- tell me about that day. This We're looking at late November. Uh, you were out with Bella, and I'm sorry, I don't know the name of your other dog. Whiskey. Whiskey, that's an excellent name. Uh, so, <laughs> so so you had taken Bella and Whiskey out for their, their regular romp through the trails. Yeah, and I, I, I take their leashes off and let them run around. Now, Whiskey... Um, she loves the ball, so I throw the ball for whiskey, and Bella runs around doing her own thing, right? But she stays close to us. And I was throwing the ball for whiskey, so when we finished, um, I called him, of course, to get in the car. And uh, whiskey came, but then she kept... Whiskey is very obedient. Bella's a bit more... of. Uh, yeah, I'll come when I'm ready. <laughs> I've got one of those. Thing. But Whiskey's very obedient. She comes right away. But she can't. she come halfway to me, and then she turned around and run back in, on the side of the road and down over a little bank there. And she and I'd call her, and she'd come, she'd come, and then she'd turn around and go back. And she kept doing that, so finally I got her, and I put her in the car. And then I was calling Bella. And it was strange that she wasn't around, so I listened for her. And when I listened, I could hear her crying out. And um, I said, well, something's, you know, she's into something. I was thinking about wolves and stuff like that. And I called to her, and I was walking in towards the sound, because it was right there. And I couldn't see her anywhere. I didn't know what was going on, so... Uh, there was a man coming down the street, uh, right down the road, on a stone bill. So I waved him down. So, and I told him my dog is in there crying, but I can't find her. And so he just went in and ran on a snowmobile and found she was down in a little um, hole, like down over the bank. And uh, she was in a trap. So um, I went in there where she was and. She was biting at the. Well, I was thought she was biting her, trying to bite her paw off, and I was. I held her head away, and he tried to get the trap off, and he did everything in the world. But I found out after that he has a a really bum ar- uh, right arm, mm-hmm. so he was having trouble with it, and um, we couldn't get it off. We couldn't get the trap off, so he said, "I'm going to have to get some tools, right?" and he lived just down over the hill, so he ran to get some tools. And I was, Bella was crying and crying, and I was holding her head away. She just wanted to get at that trap. So I had my cat, my um, phone in my pocket because my husband, he always warns me, don't go anywhere without that phone, <laughs> right? Yep. And I had the phone in my pocket, so I just slipped my hand and took it out and, took some pictures because I was really feeling angry by now about the situation Bella was in and panicky and upset 
but I stayed calm and uh, I took a couple pictures and then got her her head up out of it again. But while when I took the picture, she went right for the trap mm-hmm. right away. And um, then John came back and uh, he still couldn't get the trap off. He had some tools, but uh, so he, we couldn't get it off. So he cut the chain with these cutters he had and he picked her up to take her to the car and when he picked her up of course she screamed out and she was really hurting and he laid her down he said he said i gotta try once more and so he tried once more he had this big thing and he managed to stick it in between the the, the trap jaws and uh, I just wiggled her paw of it, and I got it out. It came out. Mm-hmm. And she was so relieved. It was unbelievable. So I took her, and I put her in the car, and I took the trap with me. And I was I was so calm all this time. And then when I got in the car and started driving to the vet, of course, I started to cry, and I was really upset. I just, like, lost it all the way up to the vet. And... um when I got there, I brought her in and I brought the trap into them just to show them what happened to her. And uh, so there was a lot of blood, and I thought her paw was crushed. I thought her paw was, you know, destroyed. Uh, but when we got her into the vet, the vet examined her with her teeth, and that's where the blood was coming from. Her paw was all bruised and that and swollen, but. And it never occurred to me that her teeth were damaged. So when she examined her, there were uh, 70 teeth damaged, cracked and broken. And she has to, as far as I know, that they're, they're taking about 10 teeth and they're going to try to do root canals on the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So we'll know more tonight because we got to bring her down there tonight. So Yeah. Um... Now you uh, you mentioned that out where where you live, hunting and fishing and snowmobiling is all very common. Uh, so oh, so that would not be anything new to you. But when you went over that little crest and looked down and saw Bella with her paw in a trap and the blood and her biting at it, what was the first thought in your mind? Well, my heart just dropped down to my feet, and I was very angry. I wanted to to beat on everybody who ever put a trap out, you know. Just, it was terrible. It was terrible. She's so helpless and such, you know, so trusting. You're a little animal that you're going to look after them, take care of them. And then to be there and not be able to get it after, I mean, that was even, it was horrible. I'll never forget the feeling, the helpless feeling that that I had. When she, uh, I saw that you had talked that she was a rescue dog. Uh, she, when we rescued her, she was about seven weeks old. Um, uh, she was born in a community down here in the north. And um, she had never been inside at all. She was under somebody's veranda or something, just trying to survive. She was only seven weeks old when we got her. So she's she's sort of a nervous type dog anyway. <clears throat> so now she's she's every sound she's 
great alert. The nervousness is, is even worse now. But um, it's, it's like I told the guy in the paper. I mean, I, when we got her, you know, we more or less said, nothing's going to hurt you now, Bella. You know? And we love her so much and take such good care of her for that to happen. It's just like, you know, it's like we let her down. I really feel like it's my fault. Well, I can assure you that it is the fault of only one person, and it's certainly not you. Um, no. My brain tells me that, but my heart tells me something else, you know. It's such a bad feeling to be there and see that. And, you know, it, it, just, it was just really hard. It's still hard. I still can't believe that this happened to her, you know. She's so innocent. She's only five years old. She's only young, beautiful animal and a wonderful pet. Both of them are. It just breaks my heart. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. You're listening to Defender Radio. I am Brad Gates, owner of Gates Wildlife Control. Do you have raccoons or squirrels living in your attic? Did you know that the hole in your roof is letting water in? Your insulation is being ruined and they could be chewing on your electrical wiring? Protect your biggest investment. We will come to your house and provide you with a no-obligation free estimate. Please visit our website at gateswildlifecontrol.com or dial 416-750-9453. Have you ever heard a coyote sing? Did you know that coyotes are also called North America's song dogs? They communicate through unique howls, yips, and barks. At Coyote Watch Canada, We're committed to fostering peaceful coexistence for communities and their wildlife neighbors by building compassionate wildlife communities, one community at a time. Please visit us at coyotewatchcanada.com for more information and tips about this amazing Keystone species. After a night out with your friends, there are always options for getting home safely. You could call your BFF, take a cab, or maybe you'll grab the last bus. Now there's a smartphone app to help you choose your ride, Find out more at arrivealive.org. The Christmas tree for the animals has long been a beacon of hope in times of darkness. By sending in your donation today, your very own light will be lit as a reminder of all the lives that were lost this year. And it will serve as a beacon of hope as we fight to protect fur-bearing animals for another year. Please donate today at www.furbearerdefenders.com. That's www.furbearerdefenders.com. This is Defender Radio. We're back with more of our in-depth interview with Peg Pelly, whose dog Bella was severely injured in a leg hole trap. This happened a few weeks ago now, and uh, I know... That you've sp- two weeks today. Two weeks today, and uh, yeah. I know you've spoken with the media, and I know Megan, uh, your daughter, has posted on social media about it. Um, what kind of reaction has the community offered in terms of you know finding out that there was a trap in this position, finding out that a dog had been caught in said trap? What's the reaction been like? Uh, the reaction's been mixed, but um, most people are very supportive of us and, and do would like to see the traps move back and 
And we're not, you know, we're not up against the trappers so much as, you know, just to have them so close to town is, is, is not right. And most of the trappers don't do that. It's just, yeah, they, they, they figure someday you really need experience to put that trap there. But uh, it's too close. I mean, when somebody's kid gets stuck in one, then they'll really take notice. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, like I mentioned to you uh, before we started the interview, it's surprising how often this happens, particularly when uh, you consider we only find out about it when it's in the news. So for all yeah. of the times it happens and we don't know about it, yeah. um, it's, it, is, it is quite worrisome. And a lot of communities are now taking a very hard look at whether or not they can control if trapping is done in their community for the exact same reason as this, um, there's, I'm re I was really surprised that there weren't more rules. You know, I couldn't believe that, 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 that wasn't illegal to put a trap there. Uh, one guy, some people were really pissed off at me for bringing it to the public like that. And one guy as much as called me a thief for taking his trap because I took the trap to the RCMP naturally assuming that it was against the law to have traps so close like that, right? But apparently it's not. Doesn't I can't believe it. I don't know the regulation in Newfoundland and Labrador, but I do know throughout most of the country, removing a trap is actually against the law. Even imagine? in a circumstance like this. Well, the law is you know interfering what? with a registered trap line. If I see a trap anytime, if I, I, I don't care what the law says if, if i ever see a trap around where i am with my dogs and people are uh getting together for uh, just enjoyment of the, being in the woods and stuff i'll tell you i'll take i'll take every one of them and uh i don't care i i, I wouldn't leave it there or even if i found one around my cabin or something like that because i mean to me if somebody put traps that around my cabin it's just as bad as putting in the town limits, you know, because they know I'm there. They know I got dogs. And um, there's a million acres of wilderness in Labrador. There's there's millions and millions of acres of wilderness. They don't need to be around us like that, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, and uh, they probably want to trap in that location for the same reason that you like taking the dogs there. It's easily accessible and uh, yeah. so on. But um, now, you, uh, I understand that a local store, uh, a pet store, had run a, a bit of a fundraiser for you. What's, what's the status of that? Uh, the pet store uh, raised money and different uh, friends of ours raised money. Um, one gentleman gave us a thousand dollars on his own. Wow! He's just like a working guy that, just like you and me, just uh, he has uh, two dogs and seven cats. <laughs> Animal lover, I love his heart. And um, so far, the community raised twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-three hundred dollars. And the, the costs associated with this, um, I mean, the vet bill alone will be exceedingly high, I imagine, but then you also have to uh, do a, a fair bit of travel just to get to the specialist. Uh, Megan was explaining that to me earlier. So what's 
Let's start with the transportation. What is the route you have to take to get to this vet in Montreal? Um, well, Megan's, uh, Megan's flight was $1,500. Hours. Uh, mine was given to me by a friend on points. We, we had to take different, uh, airplanes. I had to go on Air Canada. Megan had to go on PAL because, uh, Air Canada doesn't take, um, animals in the winter. Um, but my, my flight was free, so we had to go on different flights. And then cabs, I mean, my cab from the airport last night was $26. Um, and then we're going to get cabs back and forth to the vet. I don't know how much that's going to be. The vet figures it's going to cost about $3,000 for approximately $3,000 for the, the vet bill. Mm-hmm. And that's not including any of the the later on treatments. Um... That's, that's right. We'll have to take it. Well, um, the day that she got caught in the trap and I took her to emergency, uh, at the vets, that was $250. And then a few days later, I took her back just because I wanted the vet to have another look. And um, that was another $100 for painkillers and everything. And the hotel here is going to cost probably about $500. So It adds up quite quickly. Yeah, and then we'll have to take her to the vet when we go back home, I'm sure, for her to keep an eye on her. She's going to have stitches and all that kind of stuff which we won't hesitate to do because we take real good care of our, our dogs. So, it all adds up. Definitely does. And uh, I'd, I'd like to tell you, we uh, we decided to do a small fundraiser for you. And uh, we started it up at the beginning of this week. Uh, right now we're talking, it's December 5th. And we have so far raised from people uh, across the country over $600. Oh, how uh, nice. And uh, we'll be doing it for another uh, week or 10 days or so uh, and expect that number to continue to rise. So we'll be sending all of that over to you um, as soon as it's completed. Um, and this is from supporters who, who read the story and simply want to help. We've had donations ranging from $5 to $100. Oh, how wonderful. People are so wonderful, you know, when, when it comes right down to it. When, uh, how how do you feel knowing that so many people are empathetic and sympathetic to the situation you find yourself in and are reaching out in this way? I mean, we've received so many wonderful notes through our Facebook and Twitter and then on the notes of the donations, people saying, you know, I hope Bella gets well soon and give my love to the family. Oh, it's, it's just amazing. I, I, I can't just, I fill up every time something else happens, something new like this. And, uh, I mean, we're just ordinary folks and, you know, I, I just mind my own business and, and <laughs> carry on and try not to hurt anybody. But, uh, people are just amazing. And it, the way they're reaching out for this little dog, um, is unbelievable. The hearts of gold, you know, just so much bad in the world. And when you're touched by something like this, it just gives you a new, Lisa on life, as far as I'm concerned. You know, um, who are we for somebody, for people, so many people to reach out to us like that? It's just, it's just unbelievable. Well, and what would you like to uh, to say? I mean, you've, like you said, uh, your local community 
has really come together for you uh, and our supporters from, from across the country have been uh, watching this story and donating and asking questions and passing on their, their best wishes. So what would you like to say to all of the people who have been following Bella's story and have offered some sort of uh, assistance or support or prayers? Uh, well, you know, God bless every one of them. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that they're that they're there and that they're helping. And I, and I hope they help everybody in these situations. Um, it really hurts to see your, your pet hurt like this. And, uh, it's just, I can't find the words. I really can't find the words. I'm so touched by it all. You know, Bella's, I felt like, you know, when I was down in that hole, holding her head out of that trap. I felt so alone. I was calling. I could hear some people down the road, and I was calling for help and calling for help. And I felt like I was alone in the world. What am I going to do? And just the way it's turned out, there's so many people reaching out. It's just uh, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The, the love that I feel, you know, from uh, strangers like that, it's just unbelievable. I am very happy to announce that Bella came through her surgery successfully this weekend, with only a handful of teeth needing to be removed. The dental specialist was able to save 10 of her teeth. Peg, Megan, and Bella will soon all be home in Happy Valley Goose Bay, recovering and preparing for Christmas. Our fundraiser for the Paley family is still open, and you can donate from $5 to $500, online by clicking the links on this week's Defender Radio blog. I'd truly like to offer my deepest gratitude for all those who have offered well wishes, prayers, or assistance to the Paley family through this difficult time. I'd also like to thank Brad Gates of Gates AAA Wildlife Control for helping us support this program every week. Until next time, this is Michael Howie reminding you to stay informed and stay strong.